Hello, hello. My name is Kim Addis, and I am the president and founder of Frame of Mind Coaching. You have just joined the Frame of Mind Coaching podcast, where we interview these amazing guests who are willing to put themselves out on the line and get coached live and in person. Today, my guest, his name is Steve Alston. Steve, welcome. Hi, Kim. Thanks for having me. So you own and run a company called Elite Clientele. Tell us a little bit about that and tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, Elite Clientele initially started as a artist development and branding company. Okay. And then I quickly found out that they call them starving artists for a reason. So had to pay bills. And at the time, I had a physical brick and mortar studio. So I uh, started producing videos and uh, digital content for small and medium-sized businesses. Okay. And what are you up to these days? Is that still what you're doing? Yeah, these days I still do that uh, video, uh, web development, graphic design, kind of a full gamut of the technologies, I guess you could say. But you're on a mission. Am I, did I get that right? Like you have a project that you're working on? Yeah, I do have a project that I'm working on, which is called uh, Web Diversity. And it's kind of in the initial stages. Uh, I taught at a nonprofit in the States for about two years, instructing adults or training adults in online front end web development. Okay. And so my goal is to kind of take what I learned there and reach more people and, and help more people transition into uh, technology and development. Okay. And so what's getting in the way? What is your challenge today? Uh, my challenge with that particular project is just resources and I think technology kind of has a certain um People have a certain thought about technology and, and the level of difficulty, and it is a, a difficult subject. And I think that's kind of based on the way it's taught and who that curriculum was uh, made by. I don't know how, how else to so say it. Are but. you trying to say that some people perceive the development of technology to just be hard? Is that what you're trying to say? To be hard, and I think a lot of people of color feel like it's just not something that's for them, and okay. that you kind of have to be uh, Asian or a white male to kind of get into the field. So right, or scientifically oriented, or something like that, right? Yeah, or really good at math, or something like that. Yeah. Okay, so so I'm just trying to really understand what you're what you're trying to achieve and what your challenge is. It sounds like what you're trying to achieve is to build some kind of training program. And I'm not sure if it's an automated tra- training program or a virtual in-person kind of training program, but you're trying to build a training program for people of color to engage more readily and openly to the idea of software development, uh, web creation, the technical stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. I said it right? You did. <laughs> okay. So question is, what's holding you back? Is it that you're not sure how to deliver this content? Is it that 
you've started, but you're not sure that they're going to like it? Like, what's the actual challenge? I would say the actual challenge is, yeah, how best to deliver the content? And do I need to almost do a rewriting of how it's taught to make it simpler? I have a question. Have you received any uh, feedback currently on your existing approach? No, uh, not really. I mean, I've had students from what I was doing for the nonprofit. And I mean, but they didn't really know, you know, uh, they gave me feedback, but they didn't really know anything about the field beforehand. So it's hard to say. But aren't they the perfect candidates, people who don't know about the field, who aren't really into it, who are kind of scared of it? Yeah, yeah, they probably are. Okay. <laughs> so, so here's an interesting thing. I, I mean, uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong. It sounds like you have two challenges, maybe three. Um, but it sounds like you're hesitant. That you're kind of like doing this, but not like throwing yourself 100% into it. Am I right about that? Yeah, you're, you're right about that. That's true. So talk about that. What's up with that? Uh, I guess since I have an income already creating videos and, and developing websites and things like that myself, it's hard for me to put a hundred percent into this other project or goal when I guess I'm not, I can't, I don't feel I can charge money for it yet. And I, I have to get it right first. And you don't think it's right yet? Yeah, I don't think it's right yet. Like, I think there's uh, some gaps in the in the curriculum and things okay. that I've laid out. Let me ask you another question. When you create videos and develop content for your clients, are you the only one doing it or do you have a team? Uh, sometimes I subcontract out some work, but for the most part, I'm the one doing it. You're the one doing it. Okay, so yeah. here's... Here's, here are some thoughts. Okay. So I think you think of yourself as a service delivery person. You're not thinking of yourself as a business owner. And I'll tell you the difference between being a service delivery person and a business owner. As a service delivery person, you're in charge of all the work. Even if you're subcontracting at the end of the day, the buck stops here, you have to deliver the work. But when you're a business owner, you think about multiple projects. You think about multiple things moving at the same time, right? You don't think about only one kind of stream of income necessarily. You think about how do I grow my business? And what you're doing is you're looking at this project as separate from the business of Steve Alston. You're thinking about it as a separate piece of work. The truth is that as you grow your digital marketing business, and and I don't know what you call it. Is it digital marketing? I would call it like web services, more educational. No, no, no. The other yeah. business. The other oh, business. the other business. The, uh, the yeah, video. I always have a I always have a hard time defining it because I kind of do an array of things. So I, I usually say like multimedia producer or creator. Okay. Okay, so let's pretend that that's the concept. As you're producing multimedia, I would suggest to you that education falls under that track. 
Does that make sense? So like I own a coaching company and we have multiple tracks, right? We coach one-on-one individuals. We do group coaching. We do certification and we certify coaches in our coaching method, but we're doing all kinds of things under this one brand. And so, you know, the idea is to think of yourself, your business as this one brand, this one umbrella, and one track is this educational piece. Except what's happening is you're segregating it, like you're putting it aside, like this doesn't fall under the same category. So I'm not giving it my time and attention, and I'm not giving it the resources it needs. So from my perspective, this particular project needs a lot more input than you're currently getting from your stakeholders. Young, maybe young, maybe not so young, people of color who are potential candidates for taking this kind of training. Does that make sense? So now mm-hmm. you're going, well, I can't afford to hire people. Is that what you're thinking? Um, not really. Uh, I'm, I, I guess I'm thinking like I have people who are going to help out with like some volunteer stuff. Uh, and I mean, I could afford to hire people if it was like depending on how many hours and things like that. Right. But so like I, yeah. I, I'm going to ask you one more question. When you have a client and you say to the client, I'm going to meet you on Friday at two o'clock, do you show up? Yeah. Yeah. Do you say, well, you know, it's only one client. They're not that important. I'll just put them on the back burner. (laughs) No. (laughs) You don't do that, right? You show up. And so, so what's very interesting is that the minute you have someone on the other end of the Zoom call or the phone waiting for you, you show up your, let's say, personal accountability increases. Strange how that happens, right? So from my perspective, you have a very unique opportunity. And that opportunity is to actually hire the very population who would stay away from this kind of training. And those are co-op students. And they come to you for free. But what happens is now you're getting really, really valuable input on how to develop your product, what's working, what's not working, how they learn best, and how to introduce that to your product. They're your testers. And they're also on hand for helping you build your core business, your core brand. And so I, I encourage you to think of this project as one of your projects under your media brand, let's call it, as opposed to something that is totally separate from what you always do. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. Because I have been thinking of it as a like side project, I guess you can say. Right. So when anything is a side project, you usually give side attention to it. But when it's part of your core business, you give it a different kind of attention. And you allocate a different kind of resource to it. And I don't believe, I mean, sure, some of those resources you can pay for, but some of those resources are consistent with your goal or your purpose. In your case, the goal and purpose is to get young people of color involved in building technology. Yes, that's your goal. Yeah, yeah. Right. So there are a whole bunch of people who are in co-op programs, young people of color, who could potentially work for you. 
and start to help you fulfill your purpose and give you feedback and push you to make this just as important as your other projects. Yes, I can see that. What do you think? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I I agree with that. Uh, I guess I, I never had thought about it that way. So I'm kind of trying to wrap my head around it. And But I, I mean, I, it's a good point that it's all, it's been a side thing. And I guess I always kind of just look at income, like what is income is being generated and, you know, how am I going to pay my bills versus uh, can I treat this as a project under underneath my company where I'm uh, dedicating a certain amount of time and resources to it. And I, I think in the beginning, and I kind of have a problem sometimes with that is like, I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it because usually I over plan, like where I almost lose interest. I'll plan so much. So I was like, I'm just going to do it. But then I I started feeling frustrated that I didn't have anything planned. And like student engagement was kind of just real spotty. I I started a Facebook group and I was uploading like screencast of uh, some development stuff. But then I started thinking, oh, I need videos and I need uh, textual information that people can read. And I started, I think, kind of talking myself out of it where I was like, well, I'll come back to it. And right. that's kind of where I'm at right now. But, but you see, like, what is like to me, your purpose is really, really interesting, right? Your purpose is to help young people of color increase their technology skills, their tech skills. That's a good mandate. Like that's, that's a worthwhile cause, right? That's a great idea. And so how can you build your business around that mission? One is by providing training, like you're doing this, this, this concept that you're trying to promote out there in the world. But the second is by bringing people into your company who are working on that mission and helping you promote that mission. So not only getting the skills in-house because they're working side by side with you, giving you feedback on how to improve your product, but also involved in the marketing and promotion of this product. Like to me, that's complete consistency, right? So you're not only putting a product out there, you're building your business around this mission. You got to love that. Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah. I mean, I never, I guess I never even thought about it in that way. Like I had approached people that I know and other professionals that I had worked with uh, in regards, but uh, I, I, I like the idea of almost hiring like students or, or whoever to kind of give me the feedback, but also like for design things and, and other things that uh, sometimes I get picky over because I've been doing it so long that I'm like, well, I don't like to see if I feel like it doesn't look professional enough. I get really kind of uh, agitated, perfectionist. Yeah, agitated <laughs> that that type of uh, perfectionism. I guess you, if that's a word, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that type of thing going where I get really kind of in my head about it. I guess you could yeah. say so. Um, What I want to share with you is that I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and 
um, very often they lose sight of their mission. And I think you have a very, very clear mission. And the question is, how do I bring my mission to everything I do? How do I incorporate that in everything that I execute, every interaction I have, every communication with a client, every decision I make? And for you, to me, it appears a straightforward opportunity is to really bring people into your organization and literally train them in the skills that you want them to acquire and then benefit from their training by helping them or having them help you promote your product. So, you know, as you're listening to this, whoever is listening to this, think about yourselves. What's my mission and how, do, how can I incorporate that in everything I do? Like, for example, one of our core values in my company is uh, generosity. So the question is, how do we incorporate that in everything we do? And sometimes that's something like, you know, a client needs help in between sessions. We help them. Sometimes it's just going far over and above the call of duty with our clients uh, in helping them with something that is outside of the scope of our coaching. Sometimes it's generosity inside the company with each other, giving them time, giving them attention, giving them what they need when they need it. And so we try to incorporate that in everything we do. In your case, you have a very clear mission. And I encourage you to think about all the tiny spots of your business, right? What you're doing now to generate revenue and what you want to be doing. And how can I incorporate my mission in everything I do? And now you're living your mission. Yeah. Do you, do you think it's okay to like approach clients I have regarding what I'm doing? Like, hey, if you have people who uh, are interested in this. Yes, way of course. It's, it's amazing yeah. because people want to support you. If you're delivering amazing service to them, they want to support you. And to be honest, I think your mission is really a healthy one. It's a good one. They want to get behind that. So I think it's great to get the buy-in of your existing clients. Fantastic. And that's also incorporating your mission in what you're already doing. Great idea. Yeah, I just wasn't sure if it like I feel uncomfortable sometimes uh talking about other things or other clients or other things I kind of have going on. <laughs> Don't get uncomfortable. Let me just say this one more thing. You know, when you develop a true relationship with your clients, that's when you have long-term loyalty from clients. And if you don't share what your passion is, what your dreams are, what your desires are with your clients, they never get to know you. And so they never build that relationship with you. So to me, and it's my personal opinion, it's not a coaching opinion, it's just a personal opinion. Building relationships is really central to building up your company. And so you have to share a piece of yourself. So it's not about bringing something else into the conversation. It's about fully bringing yourself to the conversation, not just a piece of you and not leaving an important part of you off the table. You need to bring that important part of you to, to the party, right? And so this is your, your pattern is you're uh, separating the important things from your core business. And we want to bring it all together under one umbrella. And that means bringing yourself together when you talk to people under one person. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. All right. <laughs>
it's great advice. Um, uh, something that I'm going to think about a lot and try to implement these things. Wow. <laughs> Good? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel enlightened. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Stephen, thank you so much for sharing this time with me. Thank you for volunteering to come onto my podcast and sharing your challenge. I think it takes a lot of courage. So I really appreciate it. And for those of you who are listening, and if you are thinking that you have a challenge that you want to share on the podcast, please reach out to me. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. And if you have a challenge that you're not comfortable sharing on a podcast, reach out to me anyway. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. Steve, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. I wish you the best of luck. I love your project. So um, I'm going to be thinking about it long after this particular time is over. And please keep in touch and let us know how you're doing. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Kim. Uh, I just want to say I'm glad I took the opportunity to to engage in this coaching session. And I, I found it really helpful. So, yeah, anyone listening, don't be afraid. <laughs> thank you. Until we thank meet you. again. Yeah, thank you. I'll keep in touch. <laughs>